I never thought I'd be so kind of louche as to describe a film as exhausting, but it is. <laughs> you could use Terminator Genesis to reprogram prisoners of war. <laughs> We've definitely got the fucking tagline for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about Terminator is it's a fine movie series, but it always could have done with a bit more moustache. A bit more moustache, okay. No, moustache, not moustache. Moustache? What am I doing wrong? Welcome to the George Rockle Schmidt Show. Today we're fixing, not really, Terminator Genesis. So, Damien, name one thing about Terminator Genesis. Terminator Genesis. That's good. Uh, uh, go now, uh, no earth. Go uh, now, go. Um, uh, I'd say like CGI, fucking Schwarzenegger. See you I, next time, I, everybody. I, Bye. <laughs> really shut that one out. Let's go. CGI Schwarzenegger. What are you talking about? He's he's a real man. <laughs> they man to retroactively age for the role, it, even though it's actually like cookie cutter nonsense. They. They got them, got involved with some incredible, incredible game-changing science to achieve that. It's not CGI at all. That's just a young Schwarzenegger. Tell me more. Tell me more about. I don't understand what you mean about the 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 CGI of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He appears in what three different forms in this movie? No. Um, there's a young. Uh, there's a young Schwarzenegger, yeah, a la that's true. the first movie, and then there's a kind of. I'd say middle-aged, not even not not quite middle-aged, kind of like late thirties, early forties, kind of Schwarzenegger, kind of uh, fucking early two thousands. Then there's modern-day Schwarzenegger, who is two hundred years old. Yes, that's that's right. <laughs> I mean, I think the one thing that this movie did really well is it recreated the scenes. Um, you know that it was obviously heavily referencing very well. It recreated the scene where naked young Arnold Schwarzenegger goes up to those punks and steals their clothes. It recreated the scene where... It recreated the moment where Kyle Reese comes very well, but then obviously you replaced him with a far inferior actor. <laughs> so we can say you're not a fan of Mr. Chai Courtney. Mr. Jai Courtney. What else has Jai Courtney been in apart from that and Die, Die Hard? Hard. <laughs> I have absolutely no I'm idea. I'm going to find um, out right fucking now. <laughs> and burn my computer. I'm not a fan of Mr. Jai Courtney. And um, no, I, I, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, so I don't, this is not going to be a discussion about Terminator at all. So if that's what you've tuned in for, you might want to just kind of jump ship now because this has become the Jai Hortney Jai Hortney Jai Courtney hate cast hate cast yeah no I'm not I don't have anything to say about him although one thing I will say about Jai Courtney which does redeem him a lot is he played Gideon his in, monster dong he played Gideon in I Frankenstein <laughs> of course he did oh, I forgot about that fucking nightmare of a movie <laughs> Jesus Christ did we ever oh. finish it it was like eight hours long Oh, yeah, we did finish it. It was time of our lives that we'll never, ever get back. It took us two sittings, right? I don't think it did. It definitely felt like it. I think, when, we, when you say two sittings, I think we we did bash it out in one night, but I think like no, we had to have a reprieve halfway through. I don't we think got... we did bash it out in one night. I think we bashed it out over two nights. It's just that the day in between those nights, the sun didn't come up. <laughs> The blood ran cold in my veins. So anyway, leaving I Frankenstein alone. Okay, we should definitely tackle that at some point. Terminator Genesis. I, like I say, I like. I think technically it is a very able movie. I don't want to review Genesis right now. 
Uh, you, no one needs me to tell them that Terminator Genesis is a fucking train wreck. Without a shadow of a doubt. I um I just great to see I Arnold having fun. <laughs> it's nice to see him get out. You know, feel feel valued. He doesn't get that these days. I I went back and looked at all the the PR he did, and he was really into it. He really enjoyed being on the PR circuit, doing interviews about it. I think. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I think he had a lot of fun, and I think that's why he's. For Terminator 3 as well as for Terminator Genesis, I think that's why he does Terminators now. He, it's just fun for him. And obviously he makes $30 million. <laughs> <laughs> and what's not to like? Yeah, that's that's the fine print, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he don't, you can definitely see that. I mean, I, I'm not surprised that he had such you know fun doing all the press for it. Um, like, the, the, those first two movies were definitely... Yeah, I'm sure he regards them as his kind of halcyon days because his career was fucking huge at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think the the reason I wanted to talk about Terminator Genesis early on in this podcast's life is because, I mean, I, I guess as people realize now, we're, we're not really fixing movies or anything. We're just kind of having fun. But Terminator Genesis is a movie I would describe as completely, completely unfixable to its core. Phantom Menace could have been something. Terminator Genesis is is fundamentally broken on almost every level, apart from the technical level. You know, the camera crew did a good job. There was great continuity work there. The gaffering, second to none. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Those were some fine dullies. Steve, you did some amazing best boying today. Wonderful. Best boying. <laughs> now, here's a 20. Money's on the dresser. Here's a 20. He's worked, he's worked like 18 hours. <laughs> and with that, you can buy some penny whistles and moon power. Yeah, because we, we, want to, we want to make really clear, he's a male prostitute, but he's also 10. <laughs> the director, who we will not name in this cast, is a fiend. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... Oh, snip snap. <laughs> Did you have you been reading a book of 1930s slang this week or something? Because <laughs> that's off your trolley. <laughs> off your trolley. Excellent. It's all Simpsons, isn't it? Terminator Genesis is, I think, broken not only in terms of its script, but at the very level of its concept. I didn't kind of confidently grasp it. And I think that's and I don't think I'm alone in that, really. I mean, listen, obviously, the the. The Terminator movies are fundamentally, with the exception of Salvation, about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't have really a soft reboot, as I can see it, where he can pass the baton on to somebody who's going to be the next Terminator. That that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. But from what I've read, apparently Arnold wants to do another Terminator film, and then after that, he's going to pass the baton on to his son Patrick Schwarzenegger, who from what I can see, looks like a completely normal human being. He's not, you know, this incredible machine of a man. Which, well, regardless, even if he did look exactly like Arnold Schwarzenegger, how do you do that? Like, Daddy Terminator has a baby Terminator. What the fuck? Oh, I don't know. I know that it's going to be some, like, tacky fucking shoehorn plot. It's just like, well, like Skynet has, de has decided that if they are going to, you know, create these bipedal machines to, you know, to conquer humans, which I don't think is the most efficient way to do it anyway. No. They could, rather than, you know, having a human tank of a man, uh, they're going to do some, I don't know, maybe this Terminator is more linguistically skilled than combat. I don't know. Oh, well, uh, that Terminator charmed, charmed me into dying. <laughs> No, well, whatever's left of you know human society, he's infiltrating the, their kind of political hierarchy or something like that. Because it's got it's got kind of soft reboot elements 
in there. And for some reason, they. my point is, is that the soft reboot elements are with the Kyle Reese character and the Sarah Connor character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that that is utterly bizarre. That is such a bizarre concept. You want to rewrite these people and change their entire change their entire lives so that Sarah Connor isn't this frightened woman who runs away from a Terminator, and then in Terminator Two, is this woman who's trying to raise a son who will become the the Messiah for humanity. She's just she's just Lara Croft. Mm-hmm. I I don't get it. I don't get why you would think that was a good idea. It's not even like the execution is bad, which it is. Why? Why would you choose to do that? I've had, I, yeah, I, I don't understand it at all. Um, I'm, I, I've seen him, like the character John Connor in like many different incarnations. You can put like John Connor in front of me, and I chances are I'm not going to recognise it straight off the fucking bat. So I don't know how you're expected to care about any of these characters when, at least in mine, says you can't fucking recognise them. But yeah, because they, these characters are nothing like the people we've gotten to know. I, I mean, I always thought that was a weird thing about um, John, yeah, about John Connor because it was Edward Furlong who I thought was really good, and then we had Nick Stahl as John Connor in Terminator Three, and again, I think he was good, but he was very different from the way Edward Furlong played him. And then, mm-hmm. and then you have you have Christian Bale, and he's basically Batman. Yeah. Uh, so you, you've got this kind of like sassy kid who goes to being like quite a timid young man who goes to being a complete badass action hero Mm -hmm. i just well i think that's a bit of a flaw in the series but but that's nothing compared to rewriting sarah connor into amelia clark on her day off yeah amelia clark is just playing herself isn't she well i i imagine so um it doesn't yeah it doesn't look like a much of a stretch doesn't look like a character at all it's just you know here read some words (laughs) <laughs> yeah, as you said, there's no direction in this movie. I mean, when we when we talked about this on the phone and we were deciding which film to do next and everything, I said to you, "Do you think it was the script or do you think it was her?" And I mean, you said at the time it was both. What do you think now, having rewatched the film? I I, I focused on different things this time. Um, like it, there's a the whole uh, recasting. Well, it's not. I say recasting. Obviously, they can't re really get the same people to keep playing John Connor. No, but... no. I mean, yeah, right. Okay, listen. I accept that Linda Hamilton didn't want to do Sarah Connor again anyway after Terminator Two, and even if she did now, yeah, she'd be a fairly old lady. So just just don't do the film or or do, get different characters or something. You know what? I've really kind of baffled baffles me about this movie is um, I, I guess they they did the whole time travel thing because it was uh, it was quite integral to like you know the first movies and what have you but they've obviously rehashed it every single time and it's just i don't know when with skynet like is this almost all-powerful fucking artificial intelligence yeah you know um i just don't understand why the 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 way it's working with this time travel nonsense right it obviously talks about judgment day when the missiles went flying and wiped out 99 percent of humanity and it's just i don't think i just don't understand why it would Build time machines after that, you know? It would Surely, if it needed to wipe out the rest of the human race. I wouldn't even waste time building bipedal robots, I, you know? I, I still l- think listen. more missiles would be much more efficient. I, I, I agree. I think that this is a red herring because if you start going into the logic of any time machine film, you're going to just go cross-eyed. But... Well, I'm not even talking about fucking like time travel here. It's just in terms of, like, you know, waging war on humans... Uh, 
Yeah, you, well, I, so, I agree. You don't need bipedal robots with machine guns. It's just, oh, there's some humans over there. Let's spray some anthrax. Isn't it? I, I'd much yeah. rather see. I'd much rather see like a movie um, where there is like, as I say, this artificial intel- intelligence bent on for whatever reason wiping out the human race, but just does it in this kind of miraculously kind of methodical way. And it's there's no kind of hammy robots kind of fighting them on their kind of, you know, fighting humans on their terms or anything like that. It's just you know carpet bombings and biological warfare. Yeah, it's just, I, I th- it's just the stories of the few remaining survivors as they, they start, you know, as their blood as their lungs are filling with blood. Well, I think the the really scary thing about like an AI which had the aware which became self aware and had the awareness to know that it wanted to destroy humanity, that humanity was a threat. I think what it would do is it would. It would become self-aware. It wouldn't launch the missiles. It would become self-aware, and it would, it would make sure it had complete control of everything before it did anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and it would be a case of yeah, all humans are dead in twenty-four hours. You know, it, it would it would do so many things, wouldn't it? It would release these biological agents, which had these these incubation periods of of weeks, so that like everyone in the world became infected with something before they even knew there was a disease. It would you know it would mm-hmm. it, it would just it would detonate these huge nuclear weapons in the atmosphere which would just destroy your life and fill the world with radiation because that's not going to affect it well i mean i mean i know i'm being a little bit of a stickler it's you know stiffler but stiffler stiffler um yeah there was just i could not suspend disbelief for a second it was just irritating so you you're like you're saying then in terminator 2 yeah if you want to kind of look at it logically if you want to kind of you know be a general about it skynet wouldn't do that but it doesn't matter because it's a, a really great film Mm-hmm. You can you can forget about it, but in this, it's just so bad. You just find yourself going, "Nope, that wouldn't happen." Nope. No, I, I it kind of suffers from that fucking Walking Dead syndrome. It's just every where you go, like, no, you wouldn't s- do that. Yes, of course. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm always you know when I'm having this kind of hyperbolic uh, conversations with fucking Skynet, like you wouldn't do that or that or that. Fucking hell, you're not even trying to fucking wipe these people out. Right. Yeah, I I agree. Well, listen, back to um, uh, Amelia Clark and Jai Courtney taking over these roles that even though Sarah Connor and Carl Reese, you know, they weren't these characters that were in the entire series. I think people were pretty attached to them. But I remember reading the, the review on RogerEbert.com about Terminator Genesis uh, when I did my, my video about how the Terminator series had changed over time. And uh, I've just got it in front of me by Christy, Le- Christy Lemire. And she says of Sarah Connor, the way Amelia Clark portrayed her was almost like a, uh, a Muppet Babies version of Sarah Connor. Do you know what the Muppet Babies are? Uh, I know of them. Um, I kind of, it makes me think of uh, Tiny Toons. Um, I'm sure it's right. kind of a yeah, stone's throw from that. Yeah, kind of like that. And whatever the fuck that is, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you, you've just referenced some hardcore gay porn. I don't know. <laughs> You're trying to stitch me up. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, yes, and it is w- marvelous. Well, we could say wonderific. Oh, I was going to say wonderful. I can pick. Well, the thing about her describing Sarah Connor in this as a Muppet Babies version of Sarah Connor is, I think, I think it's completely right, and I think actually the entire film is like a Muppet Babies version of Terminator. It's very comedic. It has lots of comedic beats. I would describe it as the most wet film, if you know what I mean. Does that make sense? It, kind of. It, I mean, yeah, I've got a kind of sense, but can you just elaborate a little bit? It is in, a wet movie. It is in no. It is in no way dry. It is not a dry movie. 
I suppose that was the most logical explanation. Thank you. I feel a bit dumb. Well, I, I don't know. I think Terminator 2 definitely had these comedic beats, but it was quite wry about it. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. this is like full on. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like one step above Norbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it does feel like Schwarzenegger could have just had a T-shirt under that leather jacket that just said, I'm on holiday. Um, right. Because he would just, yeah. I mean, the, he had loads, loads and loads of beats in it. And I just, I, I don't like, you know, they don't hate it, but you can just see for him, it's just, yeah, as I say, like a holiday. Yeah. He's just there for. Th- there's no sense of peril. Or anything like that. I mean, it, there's all these all these stupid catchphrases, old but not obsolete, and stuff like that. I mean, that's one of the better ones. But because every time something happens where someone's dangling off a bridge or they're about to be killed, they have to, like, quip. Mm-hmm. You know, and it has to be a joke. And there's, there's no kind of one scene where you think, oh, fuck, there's a Terminator there and they're going to get their head crushed or something. There's nothing like that. Yeah, not at all. Um, so I came up with a, an idea. Um, all right. Oh, he's getting the pad out. This is going to be good. Okay, yeah, you can hear that, can you? Uh, so th- this is a really, really small one. Same beginning as Terminator Genesis. However, in this version, Amelia Clark and Jai Courtney are burned alive and the Skynet Terminator returns to the future. Determined not to let Skynet win, Arnold establishes himself as a teacher to groom and mould the next John Connor in a film I like to call Kindergarten Terminator. <laughs> I mean, I was sold when the two of them were burned, burned alive. <laughs> I mean, that was quite gratuitous. It's just like the Terminator succeeded. Just like no, they were they were burnt as effigies, you know, at the fucking stake. So, my, like, my serious solution is sight is dead boring. It's just we've already had one film in the future. So, if this is if this is Genesis, if it's if you're gonna call it Genesis, which I think is an atrocious name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that's petty. <laughs> Genesis, because system, you see, Genesis. If this is Genesis, could it be the bridge between number three and number four? You know, kind of, could this be the film where we see how the timid John Connor in number three becomes the the rough and tough soldier in number four? <laughs> I like the little curl on that uh, on that delivery there. Yeah, well, he is he is he's a he's a he's a, he's a He's a vagabond. He's a big old Wellington boot. Could could the film be about John Connor's early attempt when he's still in the bunker to unite humanity and how how he constantly fails at the beginning to, and it looks like they've miscalculated something. It looks like Skynet is going to completely overwhelm them, and then at the end he becomes this leader and he does uh, regroup this this routing contingent of humans. Could it be that? I know that's a very standard sci-fi. A bit like Salvation was a bit of a standard sci-fi, but I think it would have been a better movie. Mm-hmm. No, see, I, yeah, it would, feel, it would feel like a more logical movie as well. Um, right. Yeah, this just felt yeah, um, just kind of like an old turn for uh, well, like Schwarzenegger. So we've yeah. you know we've we've said at, you know at length at this point. Yeah, I mean, as as much as I love Schwarzenegger, I just don't think it works with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's a, he's he's an old guy now. He's he's seventy. I think he was sixty-seven when he filmed this. Fucking hell! I didn't realize it was he was that old. Yeah, I mean, he looks great for that age for sure, but he does look a lot older. You, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. write that in, or you have to do the CGI thing, one or the other. Um, and I just can't see how you can really justify him being sixty-seven without doing what they did, and and you know, oh yeah, this is pops. Oh, he's a Terminator. Oh. I think if you know uh, you could make if you're going to make it like so ham, you should have like really gone for it. So almost so that 
it was kind of almost a parody of itself, maybe. Well, I think it almost was uh, a parody of itself, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I've got another idea which could be, a, which you know, if we're going to talk about parodies, uh, this might be the one. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Skynet is minding its own business when humans from the year 2379 travel back to kill Skynet's mom, Mr. Dyson, of vacuum cleaner fame. Will Skynet be able to defeat a superior enemy, or will the humans destroy a sentient being for their own selfish needs? Does not include Amelia Clark or Jai Courtney. <laughs> Sold off the back of that alone. Thank you. Do you have a title for this? Uh, yeah, Terminator 5, uh, not including Amelia Clark or Jai Courtney. <laughs> like really running that into the ground. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, okay. I've got another one. Uh, this one's a bit more wacky. Okay. You want this? You, you, should, should... I, would, I do. I would like a wacky one, please. You would like a wacky one. Wacky one. <laughs> You've got you to say it with the H before and after the W. I would like a wacky one. <laughs> a wacky one. A wacky one. So that's that's a, a, a Spanish John who whip, whips it out. Never mind. <laughs> Skynet sends a Terminator back to the Renaissance to Italy to kill the Conero family, a well-to-do merchant family. Arnold is also sent back and made to look old so that the bad Terminator doesn't recognise him or some shit like that. Arnold defeats the bad Terminator, maybe on a high-speed gondola ride, but is trapped in that time zone. Without sufficient capabilities to completely destroy himself, he invents a flying machine to fly over Etna and jump in. This inspires Leonardo da Vinci to make a prototype Terminator out of wood and string. (laughs) Uh, Does he succeed? Yeah, and, th- and that's what that's what becomes uh, the future Terminator, isn't it? Obviously, think about it. Oh, fucking hell. Circular. Oh, oh, I can't C- let you down. Circular. <laughs> he doesn't get the, you know, his, uh, his prototype right, and it's, uh, it's just Johnny Five. <laughs> like, it's still this... <laughs> like, how he sources the metal, I don't know. It's still this sentient thing. It's, it's still, like, super intelligent, but it's like, oh, fucking hell, it's Johnny Five. Back to Etna with yeah, you. I, I kind of... I always thought like the design of the Terminators was kind of was kind of comical. I don't know is it uh, if it's just me, but I always thought those like, those metal like the, grin. the metal skulls and what yeah they always they looked they always had these big comedy grins on, and I never kind of thought they were you know formidable. Oh, I thought I, as a kid, I think I thought they were terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to me, it isn't so much a grin; it's just a skull. It's just a metal skull. Okay, skulls are but always no, smiling. Yeah, but this, I don't know, it just feels like more so. I don't know, I, don't, I, I can't explain it. I just thought it was really, I always had this cheesy grin and I never kind of, yeah, saw them as this like terrifying thing. I thought the shape-shifting thing was quite, was, was yeah, it was quite formidable, but like the actual Terminator, when you see them without the skin, maybe it's because it was the, uh, the, the, the effects themselves were like so, you could see so slow and cumbersome. It's like, I can't buy that as a, you know, a generally threatening thing. Maybe the giant laser cannon they were always willing is, but like... Yeah, I mean, I I can understand why you would make them into that human form if they were going to have skin over them and stuff like that. But surely if surely if you were kind of manufacturing these things just for frontline troops, I mean, why give them teeth? Yeah. Why give them such well, why nice give any, teeth? Why give them any kind of like human form? Right. I, I, would, I would say, um, you know... If they, if they had legs at all, it would I would say like four legs would make it a lot more kind of efficient and faster. I would say something with caterpillar tracks. I would say like Johnny Five, if you know, rather than that that fucking head, it's just the massively you know. Yeah, but then how, how do they get upstairs if they've got caterpillar tracks? Oh fucking hell! I I'll, 
I haven't done my research. Fuck you know. Yeah, it's, I mean, really, what it would be would it would be just just drones with with vats of napalm in them, wouldn't it, or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I yeah, I still quite like to see that movie. I don't understand. Why do you think that it went from Terminator 1, which is pretty much entirely serious, mm-hmm. Terminator 2, which which has this kind of wry sense of humour, Terminator 3, which is quite a bit more wacky, uh, Terminator 4, which is both devoid of any comedic value and any charm. <laughs> I think Terminator 5 is an effort to make these series both charming again, but also, what do you think about J.K. Simmons? I was I, that was it's one of the things I, I I liked for like the first few seconds seeing him in this, but uh, I was kind of I don't know it's one of the one of the things that really kind of broke my heart watching it more and more because it's just such a dirge role for him and I really like J.K. Simmons. Um, Apparently he ad libbed a lot of his lines, so maybe he had oh yeah? maybe he had fun. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Um, I'm sure that was probably like in his writer. You know, when <laughs> he's like, "I'll do it, but don't get, don't you dare give me a fucking script." <laughs> <laughs> he like threw it out. So this script is not my fucking tempo. <laughs> I was going to say, wouldn't, wouldn't that have been better if someone, if Emilio Clark had just run to him and said, "Oh God, I need your help." Not my tempo. <laughs> like throws a chair at her, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. You're Sarah Connor. You're a Russia. <laughs> She's like, "What?" Like immediately, the stagehands come on and hold him back because they know he's going to fuck her up. What, why not send a Terminator back to any any point in history? Why not send a Terminator back to kill Sarah Connor's mum or Sarah Connor's mum's mum? Like you could have a Terminator set in the nineteen thirties, couldn't you? Yeah, I guess that's that's something they. Like, I I think it, they're just kind of they're, they're trying to force it kind of in line with the rest of the movies because I mean if you must have this time travel element to it, it is kind of open to a lot of fucking possibilities. Yeah, um, I guess. I kind of feel like most of the fans would have been like, it's way too on the nose if they actually went that far back. It's not actually, you know. That's how they speak. I oh, oh I, I, I do love a, a good Terminator. I do, but I... I do love a good... Yeah, I, see. I, I was just... I, um, I just walked out of a Philip Glass concert and I was thinking, Terminator Genesis really does open itself up to a lot of possibilities, doesn't it? And it's not so much that it was poorly written it's, uh, that disappoints me. It's the fact that it's a wasted opportunity. A wasted opportunity. I, that, that's what I think so much about, about the... the the, the recent rendition of Swan Lake is a missed opportunity. It could have been a Terminator film. Jombie, take a letter. Jombie, the chocolate icing! <laughs> oh, my. Terminator, as you said, is open to a lot of possibilities. Yes. Right? Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, I was kind of looking at the poster, and I was thinking, well, what is this? Because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and three people we don't really know or care about. Uh, I mean, they could be they could be characters from other series that we know, and it could have drawn more people in. So let me ask you this. Why couldn't Terminator also occur in the Lethal Weapon series? <laughs> because I remember the, the beginning of Lethal Weapon 4, there's the guy in the, in the suit with the flamethrower, and for some reason uh, Danny Glover has to take off his clothes and distract him. Why couldn't that have just been like, Hey, Terminator, look over here! That's how yeah, Danny yeah, Glover yeah, sounds to me. No, no, it was a flawless impression. Anyone that says otherwise is obviously a dickhead. Obviously. I mean, not just wrong. They're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, a yeah. dickhead. Like, Why, there yeah. is no question. Not that their intelligence is subpar, but their reputation, they should only be thought of as a fucking dick. It could end with you know Danny Glover crawling through a, a machine which, which is about to kind of close on him. A reference to Terminator 1, obviously. You know, there's rigs there. He's got a broken arm. 
Mel Gibson there with a broken arm. You know, he's got a bullet hole and everything. And the Terminator grabs Danny Glover and he's about to kind of put his metal fist through Danny Glover's beautiful face. And then Joe Pesci comes along and just starts kicking the shit out of the Terminator's <laughs> ribs. And he's like, never, ever, motherfucker. Yeah. It's also in the same. It's also in the same universe. Right. As yeah. Casino. No. It's just like every movie that's ever existed it exists simultaneously. You know, they me- mess with the fucking timeline that's, that's too right. much, and so many universes are collapsing in in on each other. It's Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, and Danny Glover's like telling Mel Gibson what to do, but Mel Gibson will only respond to Danny Glover through a beaver. <laughs> right. And and then you know and. There's a bit where Arnold Schwarzenegger says, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> and it's like, but it doesn't bleed. It's a machine. <laughs> a- any other ideas for hybrid movies with Terminator? Um, Term- Terminator. It's a, it's a lovely cross between Terminator and a cooking show where they use lots of nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's anything food related, there's obviously some room for kitchen nightmares. I think kids, can, Chef Ramsey, can Chef Ramsey become the new Terminator? <laughs> Is this how we improve all, all movies? We just put Gordon Ramsay in them and shout at people. Gordon Ramsay's the golden god. Everything he touches term, turns to lasagna. Nutmeg filled lasagna. It's like, oh, yeah, this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I really like the mushrooms of this lasagna, but you can really taste the Terminator. <laughs> Oh yes, love it if they produce a line of you know, of Terminators all in the uh, all like Gordon, all like Gordon, yeah. And but you know whatever wild turns this movie uh, has taken, like the last shot of the movie is uh, it's opened up for a sequel, obviously, because it's going to be a smash hit fucking success. If you not listened to us, um, uh, yeah. yeah. So Sky Sky Skyrim Skyrim Skyrim. <laughs> oh. <is> Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim is an artificial intelligence. Um, Skynet's uh, that took over your life between yeah, 2012 to 2013. Much like a lot of a lot of people. Oh, you're uh, going to say women? Much like a lot of women. Skyrim, much like a lot of women, is an artificial um, intelligence. Sorry, continue. Uh, Con- continue. Sky- uh, continue. Skynet. The movie closes with Skynet putting its counterforce together, and you just the, the final shot of the movie is a warehouse with thousands upon thousands of Gordon Ramsays ready to go. And and like they're all there with with like guns advancing onto the you know the surviving the the, the resistance no, infantry, no, 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 and no, they're no, all saying what? stuff like they're all saying stuff like that duck is so undercooked it is still quacking. <laughs> no, it's they're not going. You know, they're not going for um, direct warfare. This is what I'm talking about earlier about kind of infiltrating society, right? Because you oh, know, Skynet's they... been crushed, right? So it's just, human society is still limping on, right, across I've the globe. You, I understand. So they're going to bring down society by destroying the restaurant industry. <laughs> no, not at all. Skynet's just got the wrong idea. Um, it's just it just landed on one image of a human being, and that's how it's just re- replicating that, you know, ad nauseum. But, as I say, it's going to spread these out over the globe, no? So what you've got is uh, you've got Ramses for every kind of ethnic group to infiltrate every possible ethnic group. <laughs> right, Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> no, I don't think we should. <laughs> so when, when you when you fucking watch when you watch <laughs> Ramsey when you watch Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmare, you've got somebody who's saying he's from Scotland. What does he know about Cajun cuisine? It's like ah ah, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking shit. 
Yeah, because obviously we want a really Scottish Ramsey. <laughs> no, man, we need some more reggae reggae sauce. <laughs> if he's in Jamaica, obviously. Now, how you know how is Skynet kind of you know affected his image to infiltrate a Rastafarian crowd? <laughs> is it blackface or is it just dreadlocks? <laughs> That's that's a good point. I, I always would want to know in Terminator, like, okay, so, you know, L.A. is destroyed and these people are fighting on the outskirts of L.A. What's happening in Jamaica? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. It's still a tropical paradise. <laughs> it's, there's still people drinking rum out of coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm led to believe Jamaica is. Yeah, I think I've been to Jamaica, haven't I? <laughs> All it was was grass, grass skirts and ukuleles. Uh, yeah, and the occasional uh, occasional bit of gang violence. Yeah, it's all uh, whatever. Like, yeah, is 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 London destroyed? I mean, are there are there are there like are there men in like tatty red tunics with bearskin hats fighting Terminators in London? Well, maybe that's you know something that's never been clarified about about Skynet. Maybe uh, it's only America that's decimated. It's only to say that that's the, you know incredibly weak culture, and that's what it needs to eradicate. Everything so, else is fine. It's just like incredibly, incredibly fucking racist. Yeah, like it's it's not even America. It's like California and bits of Colorado or something. <laughs> like the Bible Belt is fine because Skynet is also Christian. <laughs> <laughs> this is the rapture to Skynet. It thinks it's doing God's work. It's just an all-powerful missionary. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I would. I would always. I always wanted to know what was going on with, with with Skynet at, in other places which weren't L.A. and and all of that. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Terminator Genesis could have done that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're not to go into the kind of the the logical flaws of Skynet, but there was always a thing uh, where, where from from Terminator Salvation, it was kind of established that these were all robots that did their own thing, and they weren't connected, and I just didn't understand why Skynet couldn't see through all of their, all of their eyes. I mean, they shouldn't be individual entities; they're all just one thing. Skynet is one consciousness, right? And these these robots are just tools of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you shoot down, a, you know, a, a Terminator plane or something, or you kill kill a Terminator that's walking about, Skynet must immediately know, okay, well, we've lost a unit there, so there's people there. Mm-hmm. You know, go and deal with that. No? Yes, you know, no, I agree. Um, but it's like I said before, they went for, obviously, the cheap cash cow route. I think what, what should have happened is I think that uh, in Terminator Genesis, John Connor should have gotten to a big stone head and flown into the centre of Skynet. <laughs> yes, go on. And I think that he, he should have been wearing a, uh, a leather jockstrap and bandolier and uh, had one rocking ponytail. I was going to ask, how has he fashioned his hair in this instance? He's fashioned his hair well. I mean, it's very much like a... A fifty-five-year-old English teacher from the nineteen seventies, uh, <laughs> even with the mustache. And but, so, what, what is the strategic advantage here? What is what is the end goal of well, well the end goal of is, him having a mustache? <laughs> well, of infiltrating Skynet as such. Uh, well, he he infiltrates Skynet and then he he causes lots of problems and uh, and he just destroys it. Obviously, that's what happens. Well, but just what does he just kind of wipe his dick on stuff or he just is that, is his that why dick he, he he's in this bandolier? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to like. I'm trying to uh, kind of ascertain the combat combat efficacy of his garments. 
All right. <laughs> I think it was a reasonable question. That is never established in Zardos, is it? Why is he in that? <laughs> you would think plate mail would be good for a warrior, not a bikini. Or fucking jeans. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Levi's. <laughs> Levi's. George! <laughs> <laughs> Join Thank us next Christ. week where we'll be talking about the term. What? Sorry, what were we going to say? Thank Christ. Okay, I'll, I'll leave a gap for you to say that. Okay. Well, that's the end of our Terminator Genesis podcast. Thank Christ. Shush, shush. <laughs> Cheap shot. Thank we you very much. We rehearsed that as well. <laughs> I didn't realize I didn't realize I was going to get shut down. It's all edited out. None of this is. You, you can you can moan, you can whine, just just. just Fine. Join join us next. Shush. Join us next time. If it's going to be edited out, I'm going to get my fucking hate speech in now. All right, okay, right, okay. Join us next time where we will be discussing what Super Mario Bros. 2 could have been if Super Mario Bros. 1 hadn't been terrible and if Bob Hoskins wasn't dead, I guess. (laughs) All right, you know, save it. (laughs) That was Mrs. Dynamite with milkshakers. (laughs) All right, thank you very much. See you next time. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye.